everybody, Ben Myers, the Assistant Director for Communications and Marketing here at Albany Law School. And today we have like a special hybrid between video and podcast episode that we want to bring to everybody today. And it's about Professor Lewis Jim and his experience getting his COVID-19 test. Today is August 3rd as of recording. And we just want to get his experience to you in case there's any apprehension or questions that you might have about going through the testing experience because as we talk about on the show, you have to get a negative test and send it to human resources here at Albany Law School in order to return to campus for the fall of 2020. If you do have more questions or you wanna see more video or you wanna see the return to campus plan itself, you can go to albanylaw.edu slash coronavirus and everything will be answered there. But instead of listening to me, let's go and talk to Professor Jim. here with Professor Jim, and uh, he's going to take us through his experience getting his COVID-19 test. Um, Professor Jim, first, thanks for kind of being the first one out of the gate here to dispel some of the myths, hopefully, about what it's like to get your uh, COVID test taken. Well, I'm happy to do so. I know a lot of people might have anxieties about it. Yeah, certainly. It's uh, just such an unknown thing. So I think it's good that we can get this on a video and hopefully get it out to everybody as soon as possible. And just to remind everybody what we're talking about here, these are the neg negative COVID-19 tests that you're going to need in order to return to campus safely in the fall of 2020. And if you're going to be coming back for orientation, which is on August 17th, you can start getting your tests now. We're recording on August 3rd. So you can start getting your tests now and send negative tests to the Human Resources Department here at Albany Law. If you're planning on coming back for tests for the first day of classes, which is August 24th, then you need to get your tests done between August 9th and August 23rd. So just to recap those again, orientation, go ahead and get your test done now first day of classes between August 9th and August 23rd. So with all that said, Professor Jim, I just want to start at the beginning here. How'd you get your test, or excuse me, how, when did you get your test done? Or did you have to make an appointment? How did the whole getting it set up work? So my test was done at 8 a.m. this morning. That was my time uh, with the appointment. I was at the U Albany site, the University at Albany, uh, for those you know who might be not from the area, and I'm teaching at orientation, so my window for the test started today. Um, and I just went on the New York State Department of Health website. I think all I did was Google New York State COVID test, and it was you know probably the first or second thing that popped up. I filled out that questionnaire survey. You know, I checked no on all the symptoms because I don't have any, um, and they called me back within the next day. Now, just I did that. I made. I went on the website on July 22nd. They called me back on July 23rd. At that time, I didn't know that they were only scheduling out roughly 48 hours in advance. Um, so I told them when I needed to get the test done and they said, well, why don't you call back? So I called back this past Friday, which would have been the 31st. And I scheduled my test first thing Monday morning. So it seems like a pretty easy process once you hit the right buttons, but right. the phone seems to be a little more effective in getting this set up for exactly when it works for you? Well, I think it's because I, I missed their first callback. So I had to call them back to do the scheduling. 
Um, I don't know that it, you know if you're there to pick up the phone when they call you when they call you after you fill up the questionnaire. I don't know that it makes that much of a difference. Um, just be aware of one thing: when you call, you know it, it's like any other automated system at first, right? You got to press one a few times before you speak to someone, and they ask if you want to speak to I think what they call the customer representative. Press one. Now that doesn't necessarily sound like you want someone you make an appointment with for for COVID testing, but it is. So it's you know even though they call it that, just press one. They'll put you in touch with someone. Sounds sounds like they maybe the system was designed for something else. We're right. retrofitting it a little bit to what we needed to do. And the phone call took all but five minutes, if that. And and like they're really the what do you do? What do you talk about on the phone call? Is it location and time, or right. what? What are what's the phone call like? Right, both the, both those things. So they confirm with you where you are. Um, I told them. Um, you know, Albany. So there's like, that would be the U Albany. So I was like, that's fine. I know exactly where that is. Um, and then there's like, they were actually, so I called on Friday and they told me they were actually sketching out four days at that time, maybe because of the weekend, you know, they, um, they made it longer. And I said, I need it. You know, I'd like to get us some time between Monday, you know, today or tomorrow, because that would, when it would be the most convenient for, for my schedule. Um, and they said, we have a spot at 8am on Monday if I wanted it. And then, okay, so we got the appointment made, you're on your way there. What was the testing site like? What did it look like? Or do you just stay in your car and do the drive-by? How does it work once you get there? It's completely drive-through testing. So you turn into um, the Albany, UAlbany campus, right? and they put all the cars into a single lane at first to check everyone in. There's a bit of a wait time just to get through that, you know, I guess what would be the equivalent of reception, you know, at, at a doctor's office. Um, and that's where it's, you know, when you're, you know, just in terms of experience, that's where you start maybe feeling a little nervous, right? Because there's, you know, a line of cars, which might not actually be that long of a line, but for the fact that it's all a single lane and you're staring at it. Um, you know, there's signs and there's, you know, the signs say, uh, you know, keep hold up and put your ID, right? Photo ID on the desk, um, on the dashboard. So as you get closer to the check-in area, there's people there with, you know, iPads and stuff checking you in. and um, I think my person happened to be, you know, a National Guard uh, member. So, you know, they're in the military fatigues with the phase. And so it seems a little nerve wracking, right? Because you're just seeing these things, you see tents, but they're very nice. <laughs> it's, it's just the, the visuals, it makes you nervous, right? So it's one of those things that were like the anticipation might be hiding up your nerves. Um, so once you get in through the reception, they confirm with you that you have an appointment. You need an appointment, you can't just show up. Right. They definitely confirmed that you have an appointment. Um, I, after I made my appointment, they texted me my confirmation number and I showed them the text um, to push forward. So you check in with the guardsmen. Then there's another check-in um, where they give you a little bit more details about where to drive um, and where to go. And once you get closer to the testing tents, again, it's all you stay in your car the whole time. Um, that's when they start separating you, know, you into you know, three or so different lanes. Um, and you just get behind and then you know, again, they, when you get closer, there's another check-in where they confirm everything, date of birth, phone number, um, address, your name. Um, and finally, you get to the person administering the test, like you know, some healthcare worker, you know, doctor, nurse, I'm not sure, but some healthcare worker. Yeah, it's, it sounds like if, they, if you weren't in your car, it sounds like you just go into the doctor's office and they give you the test. Is that it, other than that's the it. cars, is that kind of the only difference? That, yeah, that's it. You know, the, I can talk, I'll talk about the testing Itself. The test itself is, is quick. It's only about 15 seconds. Now, 
it is a very uncomfortable 15 seconds. It's, it's, not, it's not like a Q-tip type thing. It's much thinner. Okay, so I think you know, sometimes on TV, it's hard to tell what they're you know, sticking in your nose. But when you see it, it's very thin. And they, you know, they, they do go pretty far back. Um, it's not a comfortable feeling. It didn't hurt. It was just very uncomfortable. It's not a sensation that people are used to. Um, and it does trigger a tear reflex. Right? That's normal. Um, it's my understanding that that means they went far back enough if it triggered a tear reflex. Because um, they go pretty you know, far back. And it might also trigger um, you know, a, a gag reflex in some people. I have a friend who's an immunologist and is like, well, where they put it in is like where your throat, your throat, your blood, uh, your brain and your nose all kind of, you know, are meeting in that area. So it does trigger a number of things. Um, again, it's not a comfortable feeling, but it doesn't, you know, it, it didn't hurt. It took about 15 seconds and they're done and they give you a little postcard, um, you know, where they tell you some, I can't really see it with the uh, background, um, some information on how to get your lab results online. Um, but it's also my understanding that they'll text you if that's how you signed up um, to receive information. Um, you could also receive information over email. I signed up over text. So I imagine I'll get a text. Uh, when I signed up, they said the results would take about uh, 48 hours, within 48 hours. The card they give you says, says five to seven days, but I think that's when it, it's posted on the, you know, it's actually posted on some, you know, some web account. Um, but I spoke with someone, you know, who got a test at the UAlbany site and they said they got the results within 24 hours. Um, you know, this might all vary depending on what's happening when. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say is that uh, your mileage may vary depending on your testing site. Uh, so this is specifically for the UAlbany one, which is pretty convenient for people who are going to Albany Law School. It's right. right down the road. So, uh, So yeah, just keep that in mind too is that your test results might come back in different times if you're getting tested in different places. So that's one thing we do want to say. Yeah, and uh, can, I, can I just oh, say, go so, ahead. Yeah, by all so means. my appointment was at 8 a.m. I showed up right at 8. Um, you know, there's already a line of cars by that point. So you might want to show up a little bit earlier, you know, maybe 15 minutes earlier. Even though the test itself, right, this, the, the, uh, the administration of the test took about 15 seconds. The whole process, I got out of UAlbany at around 820, 830. Oh, so it doesn't just, take too long. Yeah. So just keep track of, you know, just keep that in mind when you're making an appointment to block out maybe an hour instead of say half an hour. Um, and it, again, it might depend on the time of day and things like that. Monday morning, maybe it's a busier time. Um, just, you know, keep that in mind. In, in your site too, uh, you all think it's been a pretty popular site. So that might even contribute to that wait time as well. And like you said, you went first thing in the morning. We, we don't have a yeah. lot of experience with somebody who's going to like three in the afternoon. So exactly. just, there's things to keep in mind when you're making your appointments. Right. And it, it, I think they block out, they do appointments in half hour blocks because they said you could do eight or 8.30. I had another appointment afterwards. So I chose eight in case, you know, things took longer, but you know, I was out by 8.30 and then I still had an hour to, to burn somewhere. Oh, that's the best, the, right. the gift of time. What, what's, what more do you want than that, right? <laughs> um, one question, and you talked about it a little bit uh, so far already, but did want to ask, was it scary? Was it, I mean, it was weird. It was different. Yeah. It was something that we haven't done before, but was it scary? So it's the anticipation, right? It's the unknown that I would say is scary. Right? You know, you're driving up, We've all presumably have been to a doctor's office or even a dentist's office, and those make people nervous in general. 
well, this is like taking it to the max. Um, obviously, this uh, you know, COVID nineteen is is nothing to you know joke about. It's a serious illness, and you know, there's that scary part, right? Um, and then there's the test. It's it's not we're not used to it, and that's why it's scary. Um, and that's why I wanted to do this to, to some people. You know, it's okay to be nervous. Um, it's a moment in time. You know, that initial test itself, that feeling. It's a moment in time. Um, I'm happy to you know talk about it with you know other people. Sometimes just how you, you know hearing someone talk about it. it you know, maybe makes people less nervous. Um, and that's what I, I wanted to do. So yeah, it's it's nerve wracking. It's it's scary. Um, but it's okay. I think it's it's fine to be scared of things. We shouldn't avoid fear. I think fear um, is, is a normal human emotion. Um, but you know, it's, it's about keeping the community safe, right? So for me, that half hour, if I get to keep the community safe in the long run, well, then it's worth it. Absolutely. Um, and I've probably, you know, done much scarier things in life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Safety is is the whole, the whole reason that we're we're going through all these different things. But even though it's not a traditional podcast thing, I do have some lightning round questions sure. if you want to do them. Okay, okay. cool. Um, what have you been working on this summer? I haven't really had a chance to ask you just directly. So, what have you been working on? So, you know, for the last two weeks of may which is when really we as professors have to get all of the grading done um so that's what i was doing and then after that i took a break for about a week we can have just really didn't want to do anything um and once things started picking up again i've been going to a couple of these virtual professor conferences to you know training on instructional technology um i went home for the last week of june um back to Long Island where my family was. My sister who lives in California um, and my nephew were visiting. Uh, so, you know, we all went back. Um, and Professor Chung and I have been doing Netflix parties. We did about 10 of them, I think. Um, and a number of students show up and on a Friday night uh, and we pick a movie or a TV show and we all watch together and talk about it. Excellent. No, no better way to pass the time than Netflix. <laughs> Um, what's something that you've been able to do or learn about or work on during the pandemic that you might not have had a chance to otherwise? So, you know, I, this is, I'm starting my third year teaching full time at um, Albany Law School. And I was an adjunct before that. You know, so I graduated from law school in 2010. And when I was in law school, you know, the amount of technology out there that can make the classroom experience better um, has grown. And there's just so much of it that I didn't know about. I think the pandemic situation with, you know, Zoom and a number of other things have forced us to accelerate our use of technology um, as a tool, not as a distraction, but as a tool in teaching. Um, and I don't think I would have done that or done it so quickly, uh, but for our response to the pandemic. And I want everyone to know this is, you know, as I've been playing with these different tools, learning about them, seeing how I can incorporate them into my classes. These are tools that will last beyond um, our current situation. They are good for fully traditional, you know, 100% in the classroom classes. They are good for online classes, 100% online classes, whether it's asynchronous or synchronous. And they're also good for things that might be both. Um, and it, you know, I've, it's been great to learn about these things and I'm incorporating more of these next year. Um, 
when we're, you know, under the reopening plan, students have the option of being remote. Um, and it's a way to engage every student. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but yeah, that's actually the next thing I wanted to ask about. You work with the, that incoming class, that 1L class a lot, and orientation just a couple weeks away. How much are you looking forward to seeing them and getting the new semester started? I think that's what, you know, we want the most as law professors, right? Training the next class, working with the next class. Um, law school is a journey. And I think when you start as a 1L, you don't realize how quickly three years goes by um, and you learn a lot of new things in that first year class, in that first year of law school, not just learning new things about the law, right? learning new things about yourself. Um, I think how new ways of studying, how strong you really are um, and you know how much of an open mind you need, but how much of an open mind you actually have. I mean, um, how many new challenges you can take on. So I look forward to that in teaching a 1L class um, I've been here now long enough that my first class are now three L's, so they'll be graduating. Um, so, you know, it was nice to see that journey because they will be my first graduating class, um, the, the class of 2021. Always exciting to see both the baby birds and then the grown-up birds fly yeah. off when they get to that point, right? <laughs> right. And, you know, and, and as for the returning students, you know, many of them have completed internships. Um, so say those who were 1Ls last year, they've now completed internships and they're returning as 2Ls. You know, the 10 weeks or eight weeks, depending on their program, when they get to see the actual practice of law and they come back, right? And they just become better students at it uh, because they now got to see the other side, not just the classroom. One more thing here for our truncated lightning round, but still lightning horrific. Anything you'd like to say to the law school community as we're gearing up for the semester to get started? Uh, first thing is I would say for everyone, whether you're about to start law school or you're returning to law school, enjoy the last few weeks of the summer. Um, and But enjoy it in a way that's you know healthy and safe. I wish everyone well, and I look forward to seeing everyone, whether it's on campus or on Zoom. Um, you know That's what we're looking forward to. Thanks so much for joining me. And uh, yeah, this is great. We'll definitely let everybody know about your experiences right. with the testing. Please do. And if anyone wants to talk to me privately, um, I'm happy to do that. And we'll include all that contact information as okay, well, for great. sure. All right. Thank you. Thanks so much. Have a good afternoon. You too.